Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. We want to welcome you to the Global Watch International Call. It is November 20th, 2023, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And this hour is the journey, which is our weekly discipleship time. We are in the middle of going through the book, The Bait of Satan, written by John Bevere. And this book is all about offense and how to deal with it. And today we are focusing on chapters eight and nine. And uh, so it's gonna be a a good hour. We're looking forward to, um, Susan and I are gonna make a few comments. Then we're going to uh, uh, go into breakout sessions and uh, we can hear your comments. Anyways, let us open in prayer. How about having, let's see, how about having, Lynette, why don't you open us up in prayer? Good morning, Lord. We love you. And we're here because we want to know you more and be filled with you more, Holy Spirit, and learn Mm -hmm. your ways and embrace the things that are so much higher than our thoughts and ways that are higher than our ways in a great exchange that you make with us. Lord, continue to form the image of your son in us that he might shine brightly in this very dark time. We love you and thank you for this meeting we can have with you and with one another. For your name's sake, we pray. Amen. 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 So good. So good. All right. So we're my lovely wife, Susan, has a few comments on chapters eight and nine. I have a few comments, but we want to also hear from you. So we're going to do breakout sessions and then have uh, get back together and, and do groups. So Susan Rao, we're going to, why don't we give us your comments on chapter eight, then I'll give a couple comments and then your comments on chapter nine, and I'll give a couple comments and then we'll go into the breakout session. Oh, so you're chickening out. <laughs> going yeah, I'm first. not going to go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I really, these chapters are so uh, beneficial for us all. And I hope that those of you on this line here, we welcome you. But if you're not reading the chapters, I would encourage you to get the book because it's really timeless and important concepts that they're talking about. Chapter eight, it says that all that can be shaken will be shaken. And basically it boils down in this chapter that character is everything and that's what it talks about basically and uh, trials in this life will all have trials and it'll it'll expose what's in your heart and whether you say that they take it as the offense towards god or offense towards others and one of the summaries is on page 88 i'll just read what it says tests either make you better either make you bitter towards God and your peers or stronger. If you pass the test, your roots will shoot down deeper, stabilizing you and your future. If you fail, you become offended, which can lead to a defilement with bitterness. And we know that when any root of bitterness grows, it can defile many. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, We are in times where the enemy is going to use that. He's going to use roots of bitterness to 
in our hearts to keep us separated and keep the church weak and divided. And uh, we've been warned about that in scriptures. And so we're in this, in the watch, we are really wanting to um, help each other to work through the differences, work through the issues that rise up and not take on offense and become bitter and difficult. Uh, and I guess the other thing on page 90, um, it says that we should not serve the Lord for what he can do, but rather for who he is and what he has already done for us. And that's a subtle change in thinking about how we're going about things. And so my prayer for all of us is for us. I, I started thinking about this and I could feel my spiritual inner being change. It's a subtle change um, that we so we often think about serving the Lord because of what he's going to do or all of this. But if you think about it, about who he is, and that is our driving force, it really brings a different dimension into our lives. And so that was one of the keys that I took out of that. So, Fred? That's great to hear. That's a lot of what you're saying is very similar to what I got. I think that the when you're saying character is everything and this is what the chapter is about, I would say complementary to that is that God is saying that we're in Ephesians 3, 16 to 18. He mentions that we're to be rooted and grounded in love. Our love for God is our foundation. And I think that's so important. And here's a statement that he makes on page 86 that I found pretty challenging. I'm not sure if I even agree with it. It's so challenging, but, we'll, but I'll just mention it. See what you guys think. He says this, if you have given yourself totally to Jesus and are committed to his care, you cannot be offended because you are not your own. Uh, those who are hurt and disappointed are those who have come to Jesus for what he can do for them, not because of who he is. I get that, but the whole thing about you if you've given yourself totally to Jesus, you cannot be offended. It's, I guess it's it's a sort of a corollary to that whole thing of we're dead to we're dead to ourselves. We're just dead. And I'm I've got to say that I'm not, if I'm honest, I don't feel like I'm oftentimes very dead to myself. I feel like I'm pretty alive actually in many ways. And that was a challenge to me, but I get what it's saying. And I want, as many of you do in my life to be very unoffendable or if I get offended to get over it really quickly. That was a big, that was a big challenge in what he was saying. The other thing that I wanted to mention was this in, I think this is important in Hebrews 11, 35 to 39 Hebrews 11 you, you all know is that is the big chapter on faith and he's talking in that those particular verses he's talking about uh, the record of those who never saw the fulfillment of their promises from God and they were they were tortured and they died horrible deaths but they they never wavered in their faith towards God and they had decided that God was all they wanted no matter what the cost and I was just thinking how how am I ever gonna get how am I ever gonna get to that point? That just seems so impossible to me. But then he says later on, 
uh, or for a little bit further down in the on the page there, he says uh, this by this he means this attitude that people these people have these great people of faith does not come by strong will or personality. It is a gift of grace to all who place their confidence in God, throwing away the confidence of self. But to give yourself in total abandonment, you must know the one who holds your life. That was actually very encouraging to me that I can't, that I can't uh, achieve that level of dedication to God, no matter what the, the cost, even if I'm tortured or I am, I'm having to give my life, but that I have to depend on God to give me the grace to do that and to go there. And, and so again, so many of these things I'm finding in, uh, in this book is coming down to that we can't, the, the only way we can be unoffendable or get over our offenses is, yes, there are things that we can do, but we are really dependent on God's grace to give us his grace and his love and his power to, to overcome uh, offenses. So, Sue, that was my take on chapter eight. Okay. That's, um, that leads us right into chapter nine, where the rock of offense were if we do stay seated in Christ and rooted and grounded in Christ, there will be offense. <laughs> it's not the way of the world. And that's what this chapter is about. And basically, I, I just want to keep it simple that love is the bottom line. Uh, um, God is love. Jesus came as a man who to love us and to get us shaped up and <laughs> realigned with the Lord. And so love is the bottom line for chapter nine. It's not the love of principles or teachings, but the love of the person of Jesus Christ. And page 94, it says, if that love is not firmly in place, we are susceptible to offense and stumbling. I think we all need to get that. Yeah, Amen. Because if love isn't in place, it, 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 we will be, we will offend others, but we ourselves will be offended if, if it's not in place. And uh, a couple of highlights for me is, along that line is that on page 95, Jesus showed that offenses will actually purge those who are not truly planted by his father. That takes some thinking. Um, in other words, <clears throat> if we really love Jesus, people are going to be offended. And let me just read this, 101, page 101. Things were already tough enough as it was. The religious leaders were plotting Jesus' death. His own hometown rejected him. His family thought he was out of his mind. To add more pressure, many of his own staff members left offended, but Jesus still did not compromise. And I believe this is a very big challenge for the church today. That we are asked to stand on the rock. And as we do, the world is increasingly resistant to the gospel. As we do, we will offend others. And, but our challenge, I believe, 
as I look at this verse and think about things that we've encountered even in uh, developing the watch is we've got to love one another. The enemy wants to take away the love and the kindness. We start getting angry and we're going to lose it. We're, get, we're going to lose our authority. But I, what needs to come is to be seated in heavenly places with Christ, with our head on straight, with our heart committed to the Lord and able to communicate to a lost and dying world in a way that they can receive it, but not us get tossed to and fro. That's the challenge of this chapter, I believe. Yeah, that's really good. I <clears throat> just want to, just my, the th one thing that struck me in that chapter was similar to you that if we're going to be, if we're going to walk in the way God wants us to walk, we're going to be, it's going to be offensive. What we're doing and what we're saying is going to be an offense to many people. And on page 105, he says this, um, it's if anyone challenges the truth of the gospel, it is the time to be offensive. That's in other words, it's time for us to be offensive without apology. We must determine in our hearts that we will obey the spirit of God, no matter what the cost. Then we will not have to make the choice under pressure because it will have basically already been made. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, Susan, of the, the meeting that we had just a couple nights ago with with several people in our home and it included for about an hour a woman who is a has become really a dear friend who is in politics she is in she's in the government she is a an elected official a state senator in California and and she is the most outspoken believer that I know of in government she is really amazing and she comes from very humble background but she is unapologetic about her beliefs and she has many times, um, she's very friendly. She is, it's hard not to like her and she doesn't put on airs. She's very humble. But if you have a, a thing, whether it be a bill or an attitude towards somebody or something that's just not right, that's not biblical, that doesn't, or doesn't walk with integrity, she is like, she won't join in. She just will not agree with you. And it doesn't matter who you are. And she's had conversations with the governor of our state and come against him a number of times just because she said, look, what you're saying just isn't right. I can't agree with it. And I really admire that. And, but it's not, but the, I guess the point there is that she is, um, she's on, like she's already made her decision. So she's, that she's not going to compromise. And so oh, when stuff honest. comes up, it's not hard for her to say what's to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. She's uniquely honest and forthright. And yeah. it's, it's a very unusual con um, of abilities, I think. Yeah. God's going to really use her. <laughs> so it's a challenge for me because I want to be, I want to be liked by people. And, but I have to be careful. That's not the primary thing. If people are, are going against something that's just, if it's not the right thing, then I need to stand up for the things that are right. 
So before we go to the breakout sessions, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick on Jenny Hager again. And the reason why I do this, Jenny, I, I think what everybody needs to understand this is just because you have so much lived experience in all of this. And I just feel like when you talk about this, you, you talk uh, as one who has not only experience, but you have the wisdom of God, both in ways that that you were, walked this out and in ways that you didn't. And, and uh, you're honest about it. So if you want to just take a couple of minutes and just share your thoughts on these chapters, that would be great. I think as Sue said, get this book. We keep saying it every every session, I think, but if you haven't got this book so far and you're just trying to glean from what we're saying, and I see Les Shirley for writing up some of the extracts to help you if you haven't got the book. But this isn't a book you just read once. This is a book, have it in your library at home, as it were. Have it and just get it out because the Lord wants to use this book to help you as he's wanting to help me as I read it from time to time. And I just felt the thing that's coming to me is the difference between conviction and condemnation. And mm. I was thinking of how throughout our lives we get up in the morning and we have a time with the Lord and we read our Bibles and we think about what the Bible is saying to us and we're listening to the Lord's voice but I'm probably saying this as a pastor are we letting him in when you read this book the Lord wants us to let him in to hear him as he said to the church in Asia this I have against you now I'm the sort of person I want to know what God has against me but most of us struggle. We don't really want God to do that because we feel we're going to be condemned with what he's saying. But if we know Romans 8, 1 says there's now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So therefore we can allow God to convict us. He is wanting to convict us where we have been taking offense or offending others when we shouldn't have been. And that's often the difference between a life that really knows the Lord intimately and walks closely with him and one who doesn't. So just my sense today, let the, that there's so many treasures in this book, but some will read through the book and miss it. Mm -hmm. But if you've got an open heart to God and say, I want you to tell me the things I can't see in myself, what it's like an interview with God. No, how am I going on the offence? What are you? And when he tells us we shouldn't run away or woe is me or that response, our response is thank you, Father. This is the washing of the word on us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for telling me those things. And I know that he's there to help me get over it and repent of it or if it's just something, my attitude or so perhaps what I just feel on my heart today, that he's knocking. Behold, he stands at the door and he's knocking. Knock. He wants to come in and do a deeper work in us as we read this book. And mm -hmm. we're probably first sight, as you see, offence in others. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's saying, no, I'm shining the torch here on you. So I'm saying, all right, Lord, I'll be vulnerable. 
you show me what are you saying to me through this book now in this season some things I've read this book before and he has not shown me things but he's showing me now and obviously some years ago I wasn't mature enough or ready enough for him to really show me the things he's showing me now so that's part of our growing up in Jesus isn't it so yeah. I just hope that helps a few people today to be vulnerable there's no condemnation you can face anything in the father if you've really got that revelation there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus uh, Jenny that's so well said and I just want to I, I was just reminded to, to say tonight that we are in a Matthew 24 season and in which it says many will be offended and will betray one another. And these two chapters are really important for us to understand that. And in fact, I, I highlighted that tests will make you either bitter or better. <laughs> and if you fail one test, get ready. You're going to have another one. <laughs> But it is the thing that causes our root systems to grow. It's the thing that hammers away the rock under our feet, that causes the root systems to grow, that test that you may be facing or whatever. Be strong and have good courage. There's others that have faced the same. If this challenge is before you, it's because God is strengthening you. He wants to strengthen you. Turn your eyes and your heart towards Jesus. So anyway... If you come, become bitter, oof, you know what happens? Many become defiled. Father, I, I pray tonight that all of us would just allow your spirit to penetrate us in a new way, in a fresh way, to bring joy, revelation, peace, and expose any wicked way in us, Lord, and lead us into the way everlasting. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what? I had a, a breakout session question, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it over to what you just said, Jenny. So I'm going to put it in the chat because I think this is really, you just, you, you hit, hit a real nerve here. Mm -hmm. And you said there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. We often, I'm paraphrasing what you said. We often don't want to hear from God because we're so fearful of condemnation. And he wants to do a deeper work in us. But um, he can't really do a deeper work in us if we're not willing to hear what are the where are the areas where we need to where we need to repent, where we need to change things. But we need to be able to hear it without being fearful of condemnation, because Romans eight one is the word of God. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is going to require boldness on our part. And um, a little bit of transparency. The, the question is, what are we, the question for the breakout session is, what are we afraid of? What are we afraid of hearing from God? And we can get as specific as we're willing to, to be. Let's, Susan, send us into the breakout okay. rooms, would you? All right. And we'll come back at quarter two. There's six groups. That'll yep. So don't, there's, there's only six groups. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everyone, you got to pick a group leader and you got to remember your group number. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's All go. Right. Have a great discussion.
pretty good. To, uh, Sorry. That's, that's right. Group one. We had very interesting discussions on different things. I, I think the root of the whole thing maybe was the fact that we are scared of being rejected because man is a rejecter, but, but God isn't, and we need to remember that. He will never leave us or, or reject us. So we're responding like to man. So we need to be open to the scriptures. We need to sit and wait on God as well to see what he wants. But one of the concerns was that what is God going to ask us to do? So we might be open now and we're saying, is it going to be a hard thing for us to do? And the other problem was sometimes the silence. And so we want to get everything right and we want to not be fearful in any way, but there's definitely a difference between conviction and condemnation. The condemnation, you can feel it, it comes from the enemy, whereas conviction is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is gentle enough to lead us through those uh, problems. Yeah, we can be hurt because of rejection in the past, and we put it onto God instead of realizing that God wants to just show us how to change, and we just need to flow with that. Yeah. And we had some nice testimonies there. Thank you. Well, that's great. Thank you, Joe. All right. Let us go to group two spokesperson. So Fred, what was your question again? <clears throat> it was, what are we fearful of? We're, the difference between, we were, I was just focusing on what Jenny had to say right. about conviction versus condemnation. And that right. a lot of the time we don't want to hear from God because we're fearful of condemnation. So we don't want to hear his corrective action and he wants to do a deeper work in us so that it, so that we'll, but in order to do a deeper work, we have to repent of some things that we're not doing right. Yeah. The group, we, we had a successful group. I, I, there's always a side fear of what God's going to say in the moment. Is it yes or no? And then there's also the other side of the fear that, you don't want to hear when maybe you made a mistake and he has correction coming, which is out of conviction, not condemnation. So there's that side of the story. And there's another side of the story is, can I deny a truth about him for me and deny so that I don't hear the voice of truth because I'm fearful or unfaithful to believe that he is who he says he is. And something also too, what I gather for the most part of this group one, he's interceding for me, that we can trust that we are not alone in what we're walking through, I, that I'm surrounded by angels. I can and go to a place of worship, and when my challenges come, stay in the word and remain and allow the Holy Spirit to guide me and direct me when I'm in those tight moments. Ajong brought, I asked her the question about what's Turkey. You're talking about circumstances that she's faced in many of her travels. Holy moly. She says, I go to a place of worship and I have to trust. And I keep focused on the Lord in those moments. And so I see it that we need to trust the voice of the Father and rely totally on him and not us as we go through these moments. We have to really hear a voice of truth. And Yes, like it said, our past experiences can bring those confusion moments, but our father's not a one of confusion. Yes, that's great. Great stuff. 
this is we're really we're I, I love the breakout sessions because we're really there's it's not superficial at all. We're really digging into the, some things that are very important. So thank you, Bob. That was great. Let's go to group three spokesperson. Uh, there would be uh, me. We open up with Psalm 141.5. Let the righteous strike me. It shall be a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It shall wow. be an excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it. In our discussion, there's the importance of willing to let God move in the heart, in our heart, and to do what he needs us to do, not only in our own lives, but in the life of others when it comes to relationship. And it was also mentioned the, the differences, the difference between conviction and condemnation um, and the importance of, of asking God um, to reveal what he wants to do in your heart. It's, it, that's important to ask for that conviction. And again, that Romans 8, 1, is, there is confidence in Christ Jesus as he is revealing there are some horrible things, things in the heart that, that God brings up. And yet it's not for us to run away, but to run to God instead. And always be ready. It was when always be ready for God to point that out, to ask God to reveal um, and that to, to be ready. It was also said that fear and God, they don't go together because it's not God's nature and there's no fear in love. And God is not the accuser of the brethren, but he does prove. Um, and it's part of our transformation in our spiritual walk and our growth. Uh, it was also said, I'm going, that God is growing us up by rooting us down deep in the root uh, of the fear of God. And also um, being offended and speaking it out, we are in agreement with the, with the enemy and enabling him. And when we walk with Christ, we are willing to trust him and let go people and the situation to God. Thank you. Wow, that's, that's great. Thank you so much, Patty. This whole thing of that we're not to run away, but we're to run to God instead. And we're to have confidence in Christ Jesus because of Romans 8.1, that there's therefore now no condemnation. And these things that are very painful, we have to hold that in the one hand and then hold the, the no condemnation part in the other hand. That's It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to work through that. So you, you articulated it really well. Thank you so much. So my group was group four. And th this... What really struck me was how transparent everyone was in the group. And people were at various stages of wrestling um, with offense and really how to deal with it. And uh, I just think that the, among other things, just the process of our being together and in a small group and just talking about it, what we're going through is such an important thing that we're not just being, we're, just not, we're not just doing stuff in isolation. Two of the situations were, had to do with family members and with being offended by, by our kids. And, and in one situation, 
there was the person humbled themselves and 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 asked for forgiveness and and the good news is the forgiveness was granted and the thing, reconciliation happened big time and the other one was is not at that point yet but is had made some got offended by a child and made some decisions that were not the right decisions and god spoke and said you know what it's that's not the right thing to do and and she's in the process of figuring out what how to approach this but knowing that 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 what she did was was operating out of offense and getting through it i love the fact that we as a group are not afraid to to confess that we're wrestling with things we're taking these things on and i'm just saying that as a leader of the global watch that this is so important that we're doing this that we're going through this process because we're all going to be the stronger for it. And I think one of the benefits of being in these small groups and talking through things is that you realize that you're not the only one, that all of us are have some things that we need to work through. And I, I just, I love that because we're, again, we're going to be all the stronger for it. So that was my group four. So group five, spokesperson. I'm with group five. And we stuck to the question of what are we afraid of hearing from God? And it came up to being afraid of not being good enough, of having to try harder, not pleasing him, being criticized, of and realizing we bring in so much of our own history into that relating with him of when we might need correction. Another is about being disappointing. And the other just does went right into then the difference between the conviction and the condemnation and the shame that comes with condemnation as opposed to the correction that comes with conviction. And we know in our head that he loves us enough to correct us, but so many times we can just hear it as a shame rather than a coming up higher. Another was just that in times like when we don't see the things that we want we can be offended in him and that's the time to really trust him and the thing came out about trusting in the middle of that and remembering what he's being reminded of what he's already done before so when we don't see him doing the things that we could be offended he's not doing it that it came back to trusting him and then that comes back to how we started with remembering and loving him for who he is not for what he does. And if we get that right with him, then we're going to know, ah, he loves us for who we are, not for what we do. So if he's correcting something we've done, it doesn't mean he doesn't love us anymore. And then someone else brought out how sometimes we then don't give that on to others because we can see something they're doing and we don't want to be with them. And then we, what they've done is who they are. And so that first initial thing really helps us walk out of fences both between uh, wanting to receive the correction with him and knowing that love is that Ephesians 3 love where we are absolutely rooted and grounded in love and that is so secure with with his love for us our love for him and then living that out with others who then not being fearful to conf to speak truth to them because they're going to reject us too. So it's like we live that out with others in regards to offenses because of that not being secure in his love. Wow. 
Well, I hope so. Five, if I, I think I got it. I, no, I think... Fred, that what Lynette is touching upon was one of the most, one of the things that if you really think about it, the Lord really spoke to me about that passage too, that we should not serve the Lord for what he can do, but rather for who he is. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I think that, applying that to other people and being offended by what other people do, and we're not seeing them for who they are, but we're seeing them for what they're doing. Boy, that is, that's not only do we have to not have condemnation for ourselves, but not also have not have condemnation for others. No, as but well. this, this drives at one of the things that keeps the kingdom weak too, because if you really love, really know God for who he is, it enters you into the kingdom like that. Um, thinking about what it does cannot get you to that. Yeah. I'm just encouraging us all to think about that, to pray upon it, to just meditate on that this week. This is Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Start thanking God for who he is because we'll enter, I believe, I feel it for myself. I'm entering into a whole new dimension of the kingdom. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you, Sue. All right, last but not least, group six. Group six. Hey, that's me. So one person shared how they have heard the Lord say, my judgment is my correction and love. And then we talked about John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. And there's an expectation that of obedience that we obey the Lord. And again, it's out of love. And um, uh, one person shared actually a pretty moving picture that while, while we were ugly, he loved us and he chose us. And that is the feeling of like the Lord inviting us into his embrace. And as a child, we come into his embrace and in that place, he's let's talk. And so there is this understanding that God is love and there is no fear in love. And and the confidence to ask him, show me my heart and the willingness to then obey. That's it. <laughs> wow, that's great. Thank you so much, Lena. All right. Um, Susan Rao, we're uh, we're at the end of the hour here. Do you have any last minute comments or um, announcements before we close? Think quickly here. <laughs> I'm sure I do. This is um, a big holiday week of Thanksgiving, but I... As the watchman, I really pray that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise this week, being thankful for all things. The war is not over. This is a thanksgiving of war, very intense war for us. So it's a little bit different way. And we will be having daily briefs. I hope we'll have some guests for most of the days we do. They're lining up. But if there's not, we're going to be praying for what's happening in that war and continuing to connect daily. One of the things that came across our plates this week was that our newly elected Speaker of the House, Michael Johnson, you'll be hearing more about him. He's a profound Christian and outspoken Christian. We need to pray for him, for those in the U.S. at least, pray for him on our USA watches. But he prays Psalm 97, uh, Psalm 37 
every day. And I'm looking at that, and I would say for this battle season, this is maybe a good habit for us to pick up. It's a really good go-to. It's been my go-to psalm for many years when I feel the pressure. Anyway, that's a, a word of exhortation to us all. But we will be having our morning and evening regular times and then the uh, daily briefs following the morning watch. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, I'm going to ask uh, Virginia if you would unmute yourself and close us off in prayer. But before you do that, I just want to say again that I really appreciate everybody um, just participating in this and sharing. Uh, people, you're, you're, it's not superficial. You're, people are sharing their hearts, and it's very good to hear from other people, to hear both the things that they're struggling with and things that they've overcome. And this is it's just so important because I think it's, I know that for me, it's very encouraging to, to hear both the struggles and the, and the victories. And, and the Lord is going to, is, this is part of the process of the Lord taking us as the global watch through to a new place of deeper maturity and deeper intimacy with him. And I think deeper confidence in him uh, as well. Um, and Virginia, before you close us in prayer. Uh, Fred, Jen, I do have one more thing. So when. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know how, why I forgot that. Get my head in order. Forgive me. But the Beirut House of Prayer is doing a 12-hour watch on Wednesday. It is the um, Lebanon Independent Day, but they are also praying for a release of the principality that's over the Middle East, the Prince of Persia, to come out from underneath that, the pushing back of the war at the northern border, and uh, also for the release of the hostages. They invited us to join with them. I don't know whether they are going to be uh, being it alive, but we are going to join after them. They're going to do 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Jerusalem time Wednesday, and we are joining ranks with them from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Jerusalem time Thursday morning, Wednesday evening to Thursday morning. Some people have already signed up. We've only got five hours left. I'm looking for the USA and Australia are the uh, that time zone. Australia, Korea, that along that time zone, those are the best hours for us to host. USA, watch people. This does not have to be, you don't have to be a worship leader. This can be a prayer prophetic session. It, it can be a worship watch. We've got a number of worship teams on. And I know this is a hard season because of the Thanksgiving weekend, but by contributing, we are offering Thanksgiving to the Lord in this key gate. So okay. if you are inclined, we need your help. And how do they con how do they contact you, Sue? <clears throat> info at theglobalwatch.com. Okay. Very good. All right, Miss Virginia, go right ahead. Close us off. Um, I feel everything has been said and the things that people have said really are a form of prayer. And I remember as a new believer, I had an older woman mentor who used to say to me, we're all in the making. We are all in the making. And that was comforting. But the Lord's love for each one of us and he's created each one of us uniquely. And we often don't get on with each other. We often are offended. And it's just... Lord, I pray that we may focus on what you achieved at the cross 
and the blood of Jesus, which cleanses us from all sins, and the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to apologize or ask forgiveness or to forgive even when we're not in the wrong. And I'm just Welcome thinking of that Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community and prayer to empower the church and from I local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, and that we visit theglobalwatch.com. Of being cleansed and that you will be able to say to each one of us, you good and faithful servant, you have done well. Yes, and all God's people said, amen. Everybody mm -hmm. unmute yourselves, wave to each other. Say, Amen. Hi. Thank you. 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 Thank